and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. broadcast of Black Talk Radio News. My name, of course, is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. Just want to give a shout out to all the listeners of the various programs on our network at blacktalkradionetwork.com who tune in from all over the world. Um, I was thinking today about um, my friend Spence, who's in the U.S. Virgin Islands, who who would make personal phone calls to me, and I would just talk to him about things that's going on, and you know, um, in the African diaspora. So shout out to Spence and our listeners in the Virgin Islands. Um, today's day is February the twelfth. Of course, it's twenty twenty one. Um, just into this new year, um, my mom's birthday coming up, and a happy birthday to her. Um, so tonight we are welcoming back a former guest, Kim Milanson, to get an update on her son, Dewanye Hickerson. Um, we covered this case as far back, I believe it's 2017, and it's been a while. And I would like to just up, give the people an update on Dewanye's case because we heard from a lot of people who tune in to Black Talk Radio Network um, who was expressing support for Don what DeWanye Hickerson and could identify with the unfortunate circumstances of the situation that he found himself in and unfortunately, you know, um, reacted in such a way uh, that someone lost their life. And so we will be talking to his mother, Kim uh, Melanson, again, uh, to get an update on his mental health and well-being. Um, COVID-19 is wreaking havoc behind uh, these bars on the prison plantation and shout out uh, to our network partners, actually actual prisoners behind the bars who uh, broadcast live from the plantation every Thursday night at eight o'clock PM Eastern time. So yes, they were on last night and, you know, um, we definitely uh, want to be concerned about Dewanye's mental health and the conditions under which he is being held in 21st century slavery and human trafficking. Um, but making short, you know, he was sentenced to 40 years for killing a transgender woman. And, you know, I'm constantly reminding myself the importance of knowing the definition of words. And when we're using this word for this program, transgender woman, we're talking about males who have, who identify as female um, but our bi- but have uh, XY chromosomes and are transitioning from male to female. And in the case with Dewanye, um he had talked to this person for some time. Uh, D D Wiggums is, is the name, if I'm remembering correctly. But um, has spoke with them online on a dating site for months. And and several opportunities to meet in person and, and uh, the person D Wiggums did canceled on them. Then they finally meet up and the meetup is at a hotel. So everybody, especially young people know when you're meeting up at the hotel, what, what the deal is. And 
D. Wiggins being a transgender woman did not disclose to Dewan Yeh um, until after the initial sexual encounter and lost her life. Now, in hopes to prevent more deaths and lives being ruined, uh, Kim Melanson started a group in a movement called Gender Identity Accountability. And the description of that movement states, Gender Identity Accountability is a movement to save lives by awareness, lobbying for legislative changes to protect one's right to full disclosure regarding their partner's biological gender. GIA does not promote violence. However, accountability changes action. And and I would say, you know, the reason that I have been supportive of this movement is because it seeks to open up a dialogue between what they call the cis uh, community and the trans community or the entire LGBT community. But whether you call yourself heterosexual, there are just so many different labels that people uh, go by. And everybody can't be expected to be up on the terminology and the words being used when um, people when people are traveling in different circles, and and so then you know we need to open up a line of communication so that everybody can have a voice and come to a solution or yeah a solution to solve the violence. I looked up uh, transgender women being killed. Transgender woman being killed. I just put that in Google. And transgender women continue to be killed. I think in 2020, it was something like uh, 28, if I remember correctly, uh, in between the range of 17 to 28. And while that may not be seem high in relation to, let's say, the murder rate of in, in uh, due to intercommunity violence of of Male on male, and sometimes females on females, and and so you know we do focus on this network. Check out Angel Fall and her podcast, Victims to Victorious, that looks at all of this gun violence as a mental health issue. Okay, and and so, but we want to save lives. Is the bottom line. That's the, the way that we um solve this problem of violence against transgender persons is to talk to transgenders, to talk to heterosexual people, and see where we're coming from, see where each side is coming from, and can we come to an agreement of what's acceptable behavior and what's not acceptable behavior, okay? I believe in human rights for all, but your human rights end where another human rights begin, okay? And I kind of stole that from Dave Atando radio show, who's no longer on, on the network, but his podcast is still listened to. But he would say, you know, a, a, a person's individual liberty and rights in where the next person's begin. Simple concept. Same thing here when we're talking about gender identity accountability. Transgender women and men have human rights. There's no question about that. I just read about legislation that was uh, seeking to prevent housing discrimination against people based on their gender identity and their appearance in conforming to that identity. 
no one should be discriminated in housing. No one should be discriminated in employment. But we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is sexual relationships between human beings. And people have their preferences. And we have to respect everybody's boundary. And when those boundaries are not respected, then in some cases, the outcome can be violence. It's not always violence, but it can be violence. And let me state this why it's on my mind right now. Public service announcement. Public service announcement. Because we do not condone violence against anyone. Okay? Let me say this. If you're a heterosexual male, and we have real talk on Black Talk Radio News, that's the only way is to talk straight. We we should uh, keep our language as simple as possible. So so the least of us in reading comprehension or, or language comprehension can understand. But here's a PSA. If you are a heterosexual male and you purchase the service of sex workers, if you find that this sex worker is transsexual, or if in Dewanye's case, you've been talking to a transsexual person online who has not disclosed to you, and this sex worker has not disclosed to you, then kill them. Do not. Do not kill them. Again, I can identify with temporary insanity. There are heterosexual males who have killed themselves after such encounters they, they uh, engaged in unknowingly. We want to say everybody's life. But do not kill them. Do not do that. What I would recommend that you do, of course, it's not going to work in a sex worker case because that's been outlawed in, I think, 49 states in, in the United States. But do not kill them. Report them. Go file a police complaint, a police report for rape. Let me bring back that old term that, that we developed back in 2017. Rape by deception. Rape by deception. When you don't disclose that you're an XY female, and that's a new term I just created, to differentiate since people want to say trans women are women, and I understand the crux of that argument, but if they were exactly identical, then you there would be no need to identify as trans, right? So already there, as you refer to yourself as trans, you're you're acknowledging the biological differences. Okay. Oh, I didn't mean to 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 ramble on about this. But the last thing I want to say is um, I also want to discuss how some members of the LGBT community attempt to bully people, slander them as homophobic and transphobic who don't share their views and do not see them as trans women and XX females. XX females. An XY female is one who has, was born XY chromosomes, which means what? A male biologically. We can keep it scientific. Let's not ignore the scientific evidence and the differences. So 
We cannot allow ourselves to have these conversations shut down. And it's not all of the LGBT community. That's why I use the term, the word, some members. Because I've had a personal attacks of people trying to portray, they, they said I wasn't transphobic. But the way I'm talking about issues is transphobic. Well, you lost me there. Because if I'm not talking about using slurs, derogatory terms, and, and diminishing the humanity of these individuals, then how am I transphobic? Okay? And so people will will try to shut down these conversations, and we cannot allow that to happen. The goal is to open up dialogue to save lives, to save lives. And so um, I'm I'm not knowing if Kim is on. Let me see. I'm going to go to area code 404. Is this Kim? It's Kim. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Kim. I, I was trying to talk to you before we went on air, and I hope you wasn't experiencing any technical difficulties. And speaking of which, if I go uh, radio silence, that means I've been disconnected from the board and we'll call in promptly. So, all right. But, Kim, welcome back. It's good to uh, speak to you again. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long time, but I certainly really, really appreciate always being welcome at Black Talk Radio, just to kind of um, the love that is shown and the support for Duwange and for myself. It's just immeasurable, as always. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and again, you know, I understand how, and I think, I, Kim, do you think I've done a sufficient job in laying out your son's case and, and what happened? You have. Um, I, I know I told you a little bit earlier, um, this has been going on, as you mentioned, since 2017. So it's a little bit about five years into this. Um, just mentally, sometimes just rehatching it. I've rehatched it many times. Um, and I do so for the sake of awareness. Um, that's always the goal. I tell people about it when I encounter mothers with sons going away to college because Duanye was is my son who went away to the Navy. Um, and this absolutely was not something that we would have prior trained for or preempted mm-hmm. a conversation about. You know, it's not, it, it really wasn't. So it was not one of the do's and don'ts. Of course, you tell your kids when they're going away to school, don't smoke, don't do this, don't try illicit drugs, you know, be careful, study. But you don't really talk to them about sexual, um, you know, predators. Encounters. Well, yeah, predators and encounters that, that they may come across. But if I may quickly interject before I lose this thought, because I was thinking of it earlier today, and I was thinking of my 10-year-old grandson, and then I got an 8-year-old grandson, then I got a 5-year-old grandson, and I'm thinking, well, and granddaughters. But I'm thinking, at what age do I discuss that there are people out there who identify as a female, and but they have male genitalia? If they have not, you know, I'm saying that no, no, my parents did not talk to me about anything. 
like that. But Kim, I'm going to let you jump in. On the flip side of that, here's another thought I had. How many parents of transgender children and youth, young people going off to college, have a conversation about everybody out there does not see you as you see yourself as we have accepted you. And so, you know, um, you may have some sexual encounters. And if this person doesn't know, you know, um, your specific situation, then you could get hurt. I think yeah, that's absolutely, Scotty. All the entire community should be having. It's a it's a dual conversation. It's a conversation for both sides, which is why the word awareness and saving lives is very important and it's critical. Because as you mentioned, if you are a parent of a trans identifying child or, you know, I'm not sure of the terms, a cis child or whatever, it is imperative that you tell your child to respect other people's boundaries. You, It is not, you know, I wish that in retrospect I would have had conversations about that. But even still, this in, in my son's situation, it would not have um, really done so much because the media painted a picture of someone who looked like a male, but, you know, along the way and through investigation, we got information um, that the person that my son really met simply did not mirror a, a male at all. You know, and even a point I believe to you sent where... Me photo. Is that the photo you sent me earlier? Yes, yes. And I, I very seldom share them except for people to understand because there's, um, you know, a misconception by the photos that were aired in the media that, oh, my goodness, this is a big guy. How could he not know? Well, I can tell you how he did not know. Dwayne was 20 years old, entering the Navy, first time away from home, you know, training to be a meteorologist, had gotten his meteorology certification from the U.S. Navy, you know, very focused on his studies. Dewanye met someone who had access to hormonal treatment who really, really did not look like a female. And even down to genitalia was not present for Dewanye. Not even that a 20-year-old would do a patent touch, you know. That's not something young people do. I mean, like you mentioned, when you go to a hotel, typically at that age after you've talked online, you know, it's for a purpose. And it's certainly not the, per, the uh, place to disclose your um, born identity. That would have been a conversation to have prior to meeting up. You've had several opportunities for months, you know. And so a lot of times in the community, if they, it's more of a ring on a belt that you've conquered a, a heterosexual male unbeknownst to them. You know, oh, they must please, have been consented. Just a second. Just a second. I, I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but I no, feel you're like fine. I have to inter- interject. Um, say, say, say that last point you just made again. In the in some of the LGBTQ community, there is a thing as a ring on your notch on your belt that you were able to successfully hook up with, link up with, or conquer an unbeknownst 
heterosexual male. Stop. Stop right there. Stop right there. As I was thinking about this today and making mental notes, I said, I said to myself, why is it that some people in the LGBT community and their allies want to play like the, that you're not a human being, the individuals we talking about are human beings, and the last time I checked, human beings can be devious, human beings can be corrupt, human beings can be what we call evil, human beings can be everything. And so don't act like there are not members of your community who go out and do just what she said. I'm sorry. Please continue. But I Absolutely. think that was a very important point. It was a, it was a valid point, and it was also a factual point that when we went to court, D. Wiggum, the you know, hit the deceased. His mother apologized. To my son and said, I'm sorry that my son did this to you. So to me, as a mom, if I made an apology for something of one of my sons, and I have four of them, any one of their actions, that would mean to me that I had an indication that they were doing something they had no business. And I so never, the, ever wanted to say. D. Wiggums, her mother, apologized to you. To my son. Oh, to your son. I'm sorry. Wow. To Dewanye in court. Yes. This in in court. I I imagine doing the victim's impact statement, family impact statement. Right. Correct. At his sentencing. Yes. The family acknowledged that this was not right. They understood that it was something that was tragic and it was not right. The mother said to Duane, I'm sorry this happened to you. I just wish that it would have turned out a different way. And we all wish that it would have turned out a different way. I mean, never in a million years would my son, you know, this is a a 20-year-old with no priors, college student, you know, doing what he thought was the journey for him. And he was not expecting that to happen that day. Again, you know, that just speaks to the mindset and why I use the word temporary insanity in the past to describe the the situation that I had with a cis woman, but me being young and dumb, mistaken for a trans woman. And, and just, you know, because I have boundaries, I have preferences, just like lesbians. Have, have have their preferences just like gay men have their sexual preferences. I have my sexual preference, and and, and so I don't like people trying to portray a person as being transphobic or homophobic because they won't engage in certain uh, sexual activity. As I heard the actor Malik Yoba accused this men or heterosexual men after he disclosed that he uh, um, uh, is attracted to trans women. So Right. And that's his choice. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just something that I've really always stood by. I mean, you know, again, it's uh, their choice. But when you decide that your choice infringes on someone else's right to make an informed decision, well, that's where your choice stops. 
because you did something deceptive. This is now going into deceit. It's deceptive. It's rape. Just, you know, rape is not always a forcible act. It is a, it's an assenting act where a person is forced into a situation that they are unaware of. It doesn't necessarily mean there are restraints involved or there, if a woman were to defend herself against a rape, she would be a hero. You know, and not condoning violence because I don't agree with this, but I do know that there was no malicious intent on my son's behalf that day. He did not set out for that. He set out to what he thought was have a good time with the female that he had met online. Or XX female with the X double chromosome. Now, a female uh, that identified as a female who said she hoped to have kids one day. Right. I was looking at the profile um, picture that you sent me. It seemed like it came from the uh, uh, social media or the uh, dating site. But yeah. But D. Wiggins, it, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the symbols it was using to 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 I guess identify or tell others what your sex was, and D. Wiggums used XX, you know, the symbols related to an XX chromosome woman. Yes, he's, he identified as a straight woman. Right. The word straight was used on, on, on there. No disclosure whatsoever. And then I would not, and I found those photos of D. Wiggums me, if I wouldn't know, I would say, hey, that's a, that's a pretty female right there. That's a pretty woman. Absolutely. I, I see what, you, you know, what you're saying and what the pictures was used in the media and then, you know, the pictures possibly with filters, who knows, um, that Dee Wiggins was using to portray um, herself. And I, I keep using herself because I try to respect people's um right pronouns that they want as do and, I yes yes and so but this was an XY female and not a, a double X female as to what a heterosexual male straight male engage in sexual activity right um please can you please tell us how is Dewanye doing physically and mentally behind those bars on the plantation Dewanye Turned 25 yesterday. Oh, um, he is doing, yeah. <laughs> is doing very well. Um, he has moments of, that are, you know, just the whole process alone, the appeals process, um, the trust. He he doesn't trust, um, rightfully so. I mean, he is a stickler for all things truth, and that's just a creed that he will always live by going forward and, you know, a slight misstatement, even if it's me and I'm his mom and if if you misstate something, he's going to go back and circle around it 50 hundred times to make sure that you didn't misstate something because as he puts it, a lie is what got me here. So he is very um, distrustful to a sin, but he's very hopeful. He's, He's a prayerful young man. He reads. He's learning um, different things about architects and buildings. So he's, he keeps his mind occupied as much as possible. I can say that, you know, 
And where he is he very much. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Where is he incarcerated? He's in Mississippi. He's in um, Pearl, Mississippi. And for many times he's asked me, you know, Mom, I don't want to be at this facility. Um, there's a, You know, honestly, I'm just an advocate all over the board for him, and he doesn't cry wolf a lot. He hasn't had really any instances there. So I am grateful that there it is somewhat a place where it is not, this, uh, you know, people stabbing each other every day. You know, it's a lot of older gentlemen um, that talk to him and when when he's having a down moment. But for the most part, Dwayne is holding up very well. So he got we got a little setback, um, I would say, last week. Um, our judge denied our first level of post-conviction relief and found that the attorney that we hired, the private attorney that we hired, was, in fact, effective, which we know she was not. Um, when I hired a new set of attorneys, they asked her to send over to Dewanya's case. And you have to keep in mind, this was a capital murder case. You know, right. so um, she had nothing. And she, they what? have her on, yeah, she had 20 pages. And they have her on recording saying to my new attorney, when they asked her, can you give us the file? We need to see what you've done. She goes, I don't know what you want. I don't have anything. And even with that, the judge denied um, his request for post-conviction. So we're appealing that. Um, we just feel like it needs to go to a different venue um, where, you know, it was in Pascagoula, a very small town. She scared Dewanye into taking this egregious plea. We wanted him to definitely go to trial. We felt like a jury should have heard the story. There was something behind what happened. And she just told them simply, you are a black man in Mississippi. You will not win. And he was afraid. And he took 40 years out of duress. He was not in sound mind to take that, for sure. On the death penalty above his head. As, um, Absolutely. You know, we, we- and, and of course, uh, we do encourage listeners to um, go to the archives of Black Talk Radio News, and not just Black Talk Radio News, because you was on like two other programs uh, or podcasts yeah. that's available now. So, um, yeah, please check those out. I do have to take a station identification break, Kim. Uh, if you could just okay. hold on with me, sure. Um, real quick, I'm looking to set up a, a future program possibly sometime next week i'm gonna have my friend rhino uh heard uh or rhino mba heard as he referred to himself a trumpeteer down there in louisiana who is also refers to himself as the activist or the artivist i I believe is what he says but uh he's encouraging everyone to go see that fred hampton uh movie the uh judas and the black messiah and I want to do everything I can to promote it and um, talk about uh, some of those issues. So that's something I'm working on for next week. So we're going to take a short a short break, and we'll come back on the other side uh, with Kim Milanson. And if you have a question or a comment, you can give us a call, 626-213-5779. That's 626-213-5779. Hit the number one. And if my board's working properly, it will put a question mark over your name, and then I'll know uh, to unmute you. 
So please continue to support the work of the North Carolina-based nonprofit Black Talk Media Project. Um, your donations are tax-deductible, and we just really need your support if we are continue to bring you Black grassroots voices. All right, we'll be back on the other side. Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. Deputy Chairman Fred Hanson of the Illinois Black Panther Party. So that was uh, one of the trailers for Judas and the Black Messiah. And I just encourage anyone to um, just study Fred Hampton's life. And it's just so much you can learn from a person who was so young, you know, at that time that he was doing all this organizing in Chicago. And um, hopefully I can um, get his son, Fred Hampton Jr., um, on on the program soon as we have had him uh, on Black Talk Radio News in the past, and we kind of have some of the same friends and what have you. So uh, tonight, though, we're talking about gender identity accountability with Kim Malanson. And uh, Kim, are you still there? I'm here. Okay. Um, now, Kim, the group. I know you started a Facebook group and it's been closed. I don't know why. And you don't have to go into that if you don't like, if you wouldn't like to. But I, I do remember from past conversations, um, like locally there where you are and with the hopes of fostering national dialogue of hoping to partner with people in the LGBT community to have this dialogue on this issue. And again, with the goal of, preventing deaths and lives being ruined. So So, have you found any willing partners? What have been the response uh, to those you have attempted to engage? So I have found willing partners. I 
actually still network with Joyce Short, um, who is a real professional when it comes to romance, and she calls them romance scams, um, whether or not it's deceit, um, someone meeting someone and taking their money. But she particularly took a liking to Dewanyi's story because it encompassed something that was so prevalent and what was going on. And through our search, we discovered a website of men, like men, who had encountered um, transsexuals who had deceived them. And they were looking for support groups because they felt like they couldn't go to the police. For one, it's embarrassing. You know, like, I'm a man. Should I have known this? You know, a lot of them a lot go of women don't report rape So um, there was also a Navy sailor in the Philippines right around the time that Dewanyi, um was convicted he too met a transgender. And so I did a little bit of networking with some people that were close to him. He has since been released. The Philippines president um, basically pardoned him because it was trickery again, you know, and the same result. So my effort for the GIA organization, um, I became a little silent because I had some stuff that I was working on that I felt didn't need to be disclosed because I was getting to a sensitive issue with Dewanyi's appeal. So mm-hmm. people um, don't necessarily like this awareness, okay? So, of course, I don't care what people like. That's not why I'm doing this. But in the sake of my son's case, some things needed to be less spoken, and I needed to get some time to um, strategize with his new set of attorneys. And they found that it was in my best interest and in Dewanya's best interest to let's work in silence for a bit. And then there'll be a time when we'll pick up the pace, you know, because this case was such a national case. We wanted it to die down to a certain extent, but to mom, it never died down. To Dewanya, it never died down, you know, and to Black Talk Radio, it never died down. But it needed to in some arenas for the sake of his case. But I can tell you that we're not stopping. This is not over. Um, We do believe that a change of venue is necessary um, because his previous attorney worked in the DA's office before she turned into a defense attorney. So, you know, being a person who's never dealt with any of that before, I thought, hey, that's awesome. She knows the tricks of the trade. She knows the ins and outs of the DA's office. But really, it was just a setup you know, for her to get money and not do anything. So it, it, it really was not advantageous to um, have someone that had a conflict of interest. And now we know that there absolutely was a conflict there. So we're just wanting to go to the next level, take it out of that venue, take it out of that small town, and it can go as far as the U.S. Supreme Court. And we will do that if we need to. Mm. Again, we are talking about gender identity accountability, and so I perfectly understand that aspect of, you know, the strategy because, hey, this case is still going on. We already know how there are some people out there who will try to misconstrue or mischaracterize something you said, and they'll try to use it against you. 
uh, and use it against, you know, DeWanye. So I perfectly understand the need for, um, we, we'll call it radio silence since we're on Black Talk Radio. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, but like you said, the podcast that we've done in the past have always been available. Um, Kim, is there anything in closing um, that you would like to share um, with us as your final thoughts as we get ready to close out this broadcast? To share that although there are times that, um, you know, Dwayne is a strong young man. Um, I have four sons, and out of the four, he was the one who chose to enter something that no one in our family has never been in the military, but it was just something that he wanted to do. So I recognized his strength early on. He's a brilliant mind. Um, although he is in a situation where he is institutionalized, as you call these places, plantations, and oh my goodness, that's what they are. He is not a product of that environment. For anyone that talks to Dewanye, they always tell me that his spirit is so, he, it just seems like he's not there. I think he disassociates himself with the place as far as keeping his mind free of the idea that mm-hmm. this is where I am right now because he absolutely believes in a higher source. And I always tell him that, you know, man sits low, but, of course, we have a higher judge who sees into things. Um, we have to keep our hearts pure. I preach that to him. Be humble at all times. Don't get into any trouble because these are all things that they will be looking at. So we are definitely hopeful for a very positive outcome. It's not been an easy ride mentally for myself, for his brothers, for his dad. I mean, it's just been all over the place, as you can imagine. But here we are, five years later, fighting, and it, we're not going to stop. Well, Kim, thank you, and please pass along our um, greetings uh, to Dewanye uh, when you speak with him. I'm going to look into something because, you know, I do network with people that are behind bars. As I was stating, we got live from the plantation, but that's from um, a a prison plantation in Alabama, those guys. But some guys from other prisons call in, and they just Hmm. talk about, you know, in the terms of what it is. 21st century slavery and human trafficking. And uh, uh, some of these guys aren't making excuses for what they have done, um, but they have have grown in their consciousness and educated themselves on many issues. And they understand that, you know, um, no matter what anyone has done, they deserve to be treated as as human beings and they have certain uh, rights as human beings. I mean, um, I would agree with people out there. We should be humane in the way that they treat animals. And so uh, certainly, you know, we talk about animals in cages. We have human beings in cages and, and we can improve. Yeah. But I'm going to look into the see if there is an abolitionist network in the Mississippi prison system that perhaps we can plug him into to to use his brilliant mind to, as you tell us, to help solve the issue um, um, with prisoners leading the way to solve this issue of 21st century slavery and human trafficking. Thank you for that being be so, awesome. Thank you for being uh, so strong as a black woman, uh, as a, a mama bear. And, you know, <laughs> I just 
you have my thoughts and prayers with you because I can only imagine, you know, uh, what you've gone through. The toll is taken on you emotionally. But like you stated, continue to rely on God. Okay? Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I really, Scotty, I always, always know I have a friend in you, and the support is always felt. So I really appreciate it. And thank you again. And I will tell Dwayne that we had a conversation about him. And I appreciate it. I really do. Okay. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of this broadcast. And I believe we'll be back on air. Uh, possibly tomorrow um, with an episode of Victims Too Victorious. I'm going to have to get in touch with Angel. Angel like to wait to the last minute to tell Scotty, I'm going to do a program on this, that, and other. So don't quote me, but Victims Too Victorious uh, possibly will be broadcasting live uh, tomorrow. The way you can keep up with that is by becoming a subscriber at BTR uh, Community or following us on uh, Black Talk Radio Network. Dot com. That's where we'll post the announcement. With that said, peace and blessings to all. Hi, the Black Talk Media Project would like to invite you to become a member of the BTR Community subscription-based social media platform. BTR Community is a platform that was set up for the listening audience of Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black radio network online. For just $24 per year, your subscription gives you access to an interactive space to share information with like-minded people with your privacy guaranteed. Your subscription will go a long way to help us maintain and improve our current media platforms. It will also help provide a budget so that we can begin the task of establishing localized media centers and radio stations across the United States. The best way to show your support and appreciation for what we do here at Black Talk Radio is to subscribe. Help us to help you be informed. Join btrcommunity.com today.